Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And today we are completing our Grinchathon Grinchtacular, reviewing the 1966 TV special How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We talk about this almost perfect 25 minute long short story turned into a TV movie. We fanboy over the voices in this film, like Boris Karloff as the narrator and Grinch. And the voice, the smooth, velvety, baritone voice of Thurl Ravenscroft. Don't forget that name. I love the orchestra and the music of this 1966 TV special. We talk about why Grinch works as a short story, but maybe not a hundred minute long movie. And finally, Nate and I sing for you, our listeners... The song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. All that and more on Movies on the Side. Nate, this week we completed our Grinch trifecta, our Grinchinity, our Grinchathon for Christmas 2021. We watched the 1966 TV special. How the Grinch Stole Christmas! Exclamation point. Mm. Nate, I think this is the only Grinch movie with an exclamation point in the title. It's good. It is good. Stephen, when you post mm. this episode, that's right. How are you going to show that this episode is not the Jim Carrey one? Are you going to say parentheses the good one? <laughs> Nate, I don't know if you listen to the podcast after I post it every week. I put the year in the title. Of the thing. Oh, you do. So the year will delineate. And this one, as I just mentioned, has an exclamation point, unlike the others. Of course. Eagle-eyed viewers. Yes. So I think I'll do that. It will be hard. There might be... (laughs) I'm sure there'll be some listeners, when the notification pops up that there's a new episode, they'll be like, wait a minute. Is this the third time in a row? Are they just doing reruns? No, no, no. (laughs) This is a fresh, hot episode right out of the oven. I don't even like that I said that as an analogy. I don't like that. I don't like calling an episode fresh. But it stays in forever, and I love it. It's going to stay in. Steven. Yes. This TV movie is 25 minutes long. Loved it. (laughs) Let me tell you, viewers. No, not viewers. (laughs) If you can see me, your podcast player is is pretty complex. If you can find this episode on YouTube, we will give you $1,000. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Listeners is what I meant to say. Listeners. That's right. Peeling back the curtain. Mm. The Claritin film. Mm. It was really easy to prepare for this episode. Oh, yeah. By watching a 25-minute movie. And might I say, at the jump, a better story in 25 minutes than the other movies could tell in 100. Okay, so a couple thoughts on this. First of all, this movie, 1966. Nate, we haven't done the Rotten Tomatoes for these movies. I just realized that. Oh, I don't think for any of these movies. Oh my goodness, I put the links in show notes. I hear you madly typing in the background, so I assume you're just... I'm t- I'm typing now. I cannot believe this happened. I can't believe this, uh, this got past me. Well, this is great. This is the Matrix Resolutions. Right. Revolutions? <laughs> Res- both. <laughs> this is our final... This is our Return of the King. Matrix Revolution. Mm-hmm. This is our final of the trifecta. That's right. And I'm fine giving the listeners all of the Rotten Tomatoes from the three Grinch movies, because I do want to speak in broad terms over all of them. Yes. By the way, this episode will be longer than the actual movie (laughs) of the Grinch. Yeah, absolutely. So the 2018 computer animated The Grinch from Illumination 
Entertainment. Got a 60% Rotten Tomato score from critics, 50% audience. Admirable score. The 2000 version from You Know Who, Jim Carrey, only slightly less. 49% critic score, 56 audience score. That means the audience score for the Jim Carrey version is higher. I just want you to know that. Mm. But the Rotten Tomatoes score for the 1966 version, Nate, guess how? Guess what critics give this one? 92. This is the first one I believe we have reviewed that has gotten a 100% critic score Rotten Tomatoes. Now that is amazing and wonderful. I do have to imagine that that came from one guy's review in 1967 because <laughs> it's a TV 25-minute long movie. Well, I'm not sure if there were 100 critics that they then now averaged out there. Uh, scrolling the Rotten Tomatoes link, which is in show notes if you would like to see the Rotten Tomatoes page for this movie, the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas, there are many critics' comments here. Oh, okay. Cr- comments from like 2006, 2008, 2018. Yes. All very, very favorable. So it seems as though from old and new, critics appreciate this Grinch too. Good job. I'm going to call it a day right there. That was it. (laughs) I'm so happy I did that. Okay. 1966 version of the Grinch. It is 23 something minutes long. Mm -hmm. And I would say, this is just my, my overall opinion right now. Right. Let's give our overall opinions and then our ratings and then talk about, dive in a little bit more deeply into this 25 minute long movie. Okay. Overall opinions, I feel like considering the source material, this length of movie of The Grinch is ideal. Correct. I think one of the things that makes the other versions problematic is to fill an hour and a half or hour 45 minutes in the Jim Carrey version of story, you have to add a bunch of stuff. And I had not seen this special either in a long time or ever front to back. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Seeing the source material... You know, Cindy Lou Who has like two lines. She's a small character right. in this. The Grinch does not have some overarching backstory. Mm-hmm. We don't know his history or his childhood, which both newer movies try to interpret or make up. I don't think we even see inside the Grinch's lair in this cartoon version. Like, we just see him outside. I think he's maybe using the sewing machine in his own lair. Oh, that's right. But it's such simple animation. It might have been just like a yellow background. I think it was just like a solid color, which happens often. Right. And so considering all that, like, length for this movie, considering the original story, I feel is ideal. And the one element that sets this movie apart from the other two and from many movies. The score, that full orchestra Mm -hmm. that plays throughout this movie, from the sound effects to the Looney Tunes-style music when the sleigh is going down, Mm -hmm. like that orchestra adds so much that it makes this movie just a joy to watch. I really enjoyed watching it. The length of time was great. And of the three, I would say this one is the best of the three. I absolutely agree with you. It was. I'm so glad we did this movie last because it was a breath of fresh air of yeah. this is what the Grinch story should be. One, I was taken back in a new way at how brilliant the animation of this movie is. Oh, yeah. This is a Chuck Jones movie. Chuck Jones who... Uh, worked for Warner Brothers, brought like all of these like Tweety Bird, 
Pepe Le Pew and all these new characters to life mm. with an animation background. Uh, I think he was even the animation supervisor on Peter and the Wolf, which, by the way, I love that movie. The animation of this movie is so good and so effective that just the movements of the Grinch are iconic. Mm-hmm. His The way his face and lips curl while he talks, <laughs> yes. the way his face curls into an evil smile that was uh, knocked off by Home Alone 2 with the... Um, oh, the the concierge? Yes. What's That's his? Oh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. That... That the curl of his smile was kind of brought into that Tim Curry Home Alone 2 reference. <laughs> so good. It's so well done that I loved every second of it. It's It makes the uh, his relationship with Max is the best of all the movies. He the, Max becomes like our proxy as someone who loves Christmas. Right. And is just tenderhearted. There's no worry about being mean to a dog because it's it's cartoon. Uh, right, you know, slapstick stuff that you don't mind seeing. It's fun. Yes, I would say that the overall story of the Grinch, started by Dr. Seuss, is meant to not be any longer than this movie because it works as a short story. Yes. The Grinch is bad. The Who's are mostly nameless lemmings that love Christmas, and Cindy Lou Who is the only notable one who runs into the Grinch during the night. That concept of a bad guy who learns that Christmas is not about toys and stuff, but there is love and kindness and something more to it is all you really need. And then his relationship with Max is just kind of an enjoyable thing. But it's sort of like, for example, any cartoon, Tom and Jerry or um, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, you don't need the backstory of why Tom and Jerry are not friends or you don't need like you just (laughs) watch them be adversaries yeah and it's okay to not know why the who's love christmas what the who's think about the grinch for example in this movie he brings all the stuff back they're all happy he sits down carves the roast beast boom 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 done (laughs) so great yes now I almost wish my kids would have seen it in chronological order, oldest Mm. one first, Mm -hmm. because one comment that Asher made was, we don't learn about the Grinch. So I think on some level, he likes that there's some backstory to the Grinch character. Sure. Because you do wonder, like, why does he hate Christmas? Where did he come from? But if you're only having this original as your source, you really, like, those questions might be there, but you just have to settle for not knowing. And this is like a Star Wars thing where, like, Throughout the Star Wars movies, like we're just told certain things and never given an explanation. Right. We don't know where they come from. And it's fine. It like creates a mystery about the story, but it doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't trip you up when you're watching it. Exactly. The voice of Grinch, I think, in this one is also the best of all of them. This is Boris Karloff, yeah. who plays the monster, yes. Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> and plenty of other uh, horror-like movies. He was Imhotep from The Mummy, like old-school monster movies. This guy's got a voice that is sort of in the Vincent Price school of voicing bad guys. <laughs> yes. And they're hanging their stockings, snarled for the sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. By the way, a British Grinch, he is both the narrator and the Grinch. And he is he is right. he's great. British. Yeah. And he's great doing both. I so wish I could have heard what his voice sounded like recorded in like modern day equipment. Oh man. 
because I'm sure it would have just been like so like deep and clear. Like it probably would have right. been great. Like it's great with the old. Instead, the recording like, is crunchy. Yeah, it's very crunchy. It definitely shows its age. But you could tell that his voice is like perfect for this. He would have sounded great on modern stuff. So we have Boris Karloff being an amazing narrator and a Grinch. He changes his voice. Actually, I think it's a two different recordings. So the sound quality shifts sometimes between narrator and Grinch. Right. But it's enough of a change that you're not bothered by it. Right. And then you have your mean one, Mr. Grinch, oh, yeah. which plays, I think, three or four times during this movie. Maybe yes. Different stanzas. Yes. And I loved that. I loved hearing it multiple times. The Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch, is sung by Thurl Ravenscroft. What a name. What in the world? Thurl <laughs> Ravenscroft. He is also, not only is he like a voice actor who has sung in many uh, like Disney rides for Haunted Mansion and all this other stuff, he is the voice of Tony the Tiger for 40-some years. Oh, my goodness. Thurl Ravenscroft. Amazing voice. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. Yes, his voice is so deep. Again, would have loved to hear it on like modern recording. He was also in The Brave Little Toaster. Huh. huh. And the old Hobbit TV movie. There you go. He's done a lot of voice acting. He was in The Lorax, a TV short in 1972 as well. Wow. A very talented man. So Nate, let's rate it and then talk about a couple more specifics. Okay. So we're going to rate this. As we were watching the movie, Asher, my middle son, he was exclaiming like, wow, this must have been really hard to draw. Like they're amazed about like the drawing animation mm-hmm. because computer animation, it's so good nowadays. It basically just looks like you don't even think about it. Right. You know, and it's hard for them to conceptualize the computational power and skill it takes to do the software, all that kind of stuff. So when it's like a drawn cartoon, it's like they can imagine it. They can imagine it and they draw all the time. So it's like, wow, that's really hard to draw. And so we actually watched the credits and I showed, which were very short, by the way. Like, this is right. not a big team who made this. And I think there's like six animators and that's it. Six people drew this Mm -hmm. TV special. And like we told our kids, like six people drew this whole thing. Isn't that amazing? And then like one or two other people did backgrounds. Right. And, you know, like that was it. So let's rate this movie on a scale of zero to five animators. Mm -hmm. Zero to five animators who created this thing. And I think I go first this week. You do. Okay. Well, and I'm going to give this movie... I'm tempted to do the Rotten Tomatoes thing and give it a perfect score, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it a four and a half. Mm-hmm. Four and a half, and the point five is taken away because there are some repeated scenes, like when the Grinch is going through the houses and slithering like a snake. You didn't like those those double animation? I did, the uh, double animation. I did notice those a lot this time. There was a lot, like, and there was another reprise of the song during that time, so it wasn't as... You know, it's not just we're seeing repeated scenes with no narration. We're hearing a different stanza of the song. So it's somewhat forgivable. But I saw that and I was like, eh. And also, you had an issue with the 2018 animated, computer animated Grinch, about how, like, he apologizes and then all of a sudden he's, like, at dinner and there's no, like, resolution. And I feel like this one has the same issue. Like, we don't really see him apologize or the who say anything. Just all of a sudden, he's at Christmas dinner with all the who's, mm-hmm. cutting the roast beast. And I feel like, I don't know, I mean, maybe these who's are just ex- extremely gracious and forgiving. But I kind of wanted to know what happened there. And while I didn't need a big awkward scene of him bringing all the presents into the town square, 
I would have liked to have heard him apologize or something. I don't know. That was a little bit of a of a I I didn't mind it for this one because the Who's are so just They're not even a character. They're just a, They're not characters. Yeah, they're a right. Set they're, piece. they're they're lemmings. They're yeah, they're they're just part of the, the like he, him and Max are the only characters in this movie. And then the rest are just like Right. You know, like how you like populate <laughs> you drop a you know, like those little guys in like Google Maps that you like grab him <laughs> and you put him down in the street view. Yes. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> well, are. They're the just yellow kind of a faceless guy. yellow guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay, funny. I am going to give How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's my exclamation point. <laughs> I'm going to give it four and a half animators as well. Oh, okay. It's not perfect, but it's pretty close. And after the spoiler horn, I'm going to tell you, first thing, what took away a half an animator. All right. Well, here's the spoiler horn. And now to a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want you to tell me what you, you were about to say, but it was extremely obvious as a TV special where the commercial breaks were. Yes. While watching. Was that what you were going to say or something else? No, it wasn't. But okay, yes, good. when the like, the sleigh goes over yes. the edge and Max looks up and then <laughs> yes. it cuts back to it and you can just picture like a Toys R Us ad playing right between it. Absolutely. That Yeah, that was funny. Okay, here's what takes away the half animator for me. It is the Welcome Christmas song. It it has never done it for me. Oh. I looked up the lyrics to it. Fahu fores, dahu dores. Welcome Christmas, come this way. Fahu fores, dahu dores. Welcome Christmas, Christmas Day. Welcome, welcome, fahu ramus. Welcome, welcome, da-hoo-damus. <laughs> Christmas Day is in our grasp, so long as we have hands to clasp. That, that, I heard that line a couple times, and I was like, what? Are people losing their hands in Whoville? Christmas Day is in our grasp, so long as but this, we have hands this sound wasn't sad. Yes. So I know there it's sort of a ridiculous uh, Dr. Seussian stanza. I'm fine with made up words because that's part of the Dr. Seuss charm. Sure. Is that it's all about rhyming and fun mouth sounds, right. not necessarily coherency. Sure. I just think that the whole song in general for it's the movie starts that way, they sing it later and then it gets the final reprise at the very end when they're gathering around the um, I don't know, the light of creation I totally, where the tree was. I, totally, I turned to Whitney and I was like, is that the star of Bethlehem? Is that some kind of like like raw sun god? Like, right, I don't know what right. that is floating up. Right. It was, It was. no, it's just the it's the light of Christmas, I think. Uh, yeah. Or whatever it was. Manifested light of Christmas. Okay. That song itself kind of man. doesn't, compared, you put it up against your mean one, Mr. Grinch, which I could listen to. Many times in a row because oh. the lyrics are so fu- so fun. Oh yeah, I just think that the Welcome Christmas is a little. Man. Yeah, I agree. A couple things I just want to say I did love about this though. I mentioned the orchestra already, mm-hmm. but like the opening overture with the French horns just ripping it. I loved that. Mm. The timpanies as a sound effect were awesome. And when the sleigh goes over that ledge and it starts like flying down the hill, there's actually like a jet plane sound effect. Oh, really? <laughs> like it's an actual like airplane and it totally sounds like a Looney Tunes thing. Yeah. And and the music while the sleigh goes down the hill is very Looney Tunes like. But I love Loved it. I love the 
the sound effects from this movie, I really noticed them. They really go all out oh, yeah. on like tinkering, like the, the magnet that he uses to pull off the stockings. Yeah, I love that. It's yes. all very, it's all very, uh, yeah, like you said, Looney Tunes. It's all very Warner Brothers cartoon. Right. Which also makes for a lot of funny animation moments and i want to say like this is actually one where i think i chuckle more than the other two even with jim carrey doing his jim carreyness is that i find it really enjoyable to see for example max uh not being able to keep up with the sleigh right and getting underneath it and then the yeah, grinch yeah. looks down and underneath <laughs> that was funny and he's in the back and then he tugs the rope and pulls them back there are a lot of just really clever animation tricks especially the like the slithering of the grinch yeah I love through that. the house yes <laughs> like it's a so snake. simple but so effective it was and i liked when grinch's eye to eyes with max and grinch's eyes like come out a little bit yes. <laughs> you see max's go in like that little thing is fun and then the uh there's a russian nesting doll who yes like while well, we see all the who's in the thing and they like he walks across the table and then opens the dish and another one walks out that was pretty funny i chuckled at that yeah and the, and the who gadgets and inventions were right out of a dr seuss book right. and really fun and there are I think Max is animated in such a great way. His kind of, uh, when he buries himself into the, the <laughs> snow and then the Grinch yes. pulls him out by the tail yes. and he like pauses in air as he gets flung around the corner. I think it's all really, really delightful. Yeah. To your point though of not aging well, how you treat an animal, he does whip the Max several times. Right. <laughs> but it, I think because we've learned that I have seen a roadrunner absolutely destroy a coyote <laughs> over and over again with i've seen Mr. an dynamite smash right yeah is that there's something about the cartoon animal and the cartoon grinch who isn't really like humany sure in this. he's just like another cartoon creature i don't mind the violence as much i guess in this one because i think it's that looney tunes style like i could picture grinch dropping an anvil on on max and then he pop boings back up right and like walks away one little detail i did like is when the grinch's heart is growing three sizes at the end mm -hmm. it like breaks out of the little x-ray machine when that's kind of a fun animation yeah but his his eyes change color like they go from the Brilliant. yellow to yep. the white and it's like blue you know white eyes blue center whatever but i feel like that's one of the things that the jim carrey one i don't know if they couldn't do it i mean I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey's actual eyes are white. I don't think he has yellow eyes. <laughs> Could be wrong. I yes, I think so. I think that would have been effective. I have to imagine that they they tried a scene with him not having his regular eyes when his when his soul changed. <laughs> right. I thought it was such a, a a very good animation trigger to show. Look, he's a kind guy now. Just kind of like how Cindy Lou's eyes were these really big blue eyes. He has that moment as well. Yeah. Also, he does a lot of breaking the fourth wall and barreling the camera in this animation. Yes. Where like he that. he looks straight at you and gives the curly smile. Yes. He has an idea and like looks over and sometimes does like the little eyebrow waggle. It's actually kind of unnerving in a great like this a this is a bad dude. Like I, I can see him being scary. One other quick note: they said the word chimbley, and I just I enjoyed that. Mm. <laughs> For chimney. 
<laughs> okay, and since we're going deep into the uh, 25 minute long movie, I really enjoy it. at some point in time the Grinch says, Santa Claus hat and a coat. And he uses Santa, and that's also quite lovely. That's hilarious. This is a canonical Christmas movie, right? This is, yes, this is for sure canonical. And one, and I think it has rewatchability. One, because of the length, obviously, mm-hmm. but it is enjoyable. And like, you actually leave it feeling like, ah, that was fun to watch, as opposed to like, I don't know if I regret watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Like the other ones. Right. It really is, just to wrap up our Grinch-a-thon here, before we sing for you listeners, is this. I think The Grinch as a short story is really effective. I think it's a really fun watch a bad, mean-spirited guy learn to be good. It's the Christmas Carol. It's the Scrooge. It's all, like, it's always fun to watch someone who hates Christmas or is just a real grump, a big meanie, who comes around. That's right. And becomes kind. Yes. It's that It's that simple. It's that easy of a trope. And you don't need to make it an hour and a half or two hours long. And my final ranking, this one first. Yes. The 2018 one, which has grown more and more fond in my mind every, every week as it's somewhat forgettable. But if you were going to say... Take this and make it beautiful in the animation style. Yes. Sure. And then followed deeply further down the road. <laughs> Every other Christmas movie after that. Right. And then... Noel Jim and then... Yeah. Jim Carrey. I'll be home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and then Jim Carrey's. <laughs> I think Noel's a little higher on the list. But yes, I, I agree to your ordering of Grinch movies. You know, I will say the 2018 computer animated one... I think kids would probably enjoy it the most mm-hmm. and is not creepy at all. Like, I think it's safe to say that one yeah, is oh not yeah. creepy. Correct. Not at all. Because uh, even even this 1966 version, like some of those grins that the Grinch does, it's like, Ew, Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little deal. creepy. Nowhere to the level of Jim Carrey, but sure. still, still a little. If you were controlling Grinch IP... If you were the guy that someone had to call in order to make a movie to do anything, which, by the way, there's a Grinch musical going out. Apparently, it's very bad, but that's another way that they have used the Grinch. If you were to give your sign-off for another Grinch, either a movie or some sort of creation, what kind of stipulations would you give as the owner of the Dr. Seuss Grinch Estate IP commissioner? I would say it has to be a short like this one. The length should be 30 minutes max. Mm. We don't need an hour and 40 minutes of Grinch. We don't need to add so much additional content, which I don't like that word. We don't need to add that to Dr. Seuss's Grinch. Like, it's fine on its own. I would also say it should be done as a majority narration style as opposed to trying to have, like, many characters. Again, the 2018 version did okay, but I'm saying, like, one narrator... Maybe a different voice for the Grinch, maybe the same one, and maybe two other voices, Cindy Lou Who, maybe one other character besides Max that talks, but we don't need an entire cast of characters. Like We don't need to hear from 12 different Whos. Um, It has to be limited. And this just came to me a moment ago. Mm. I think Anthony Hopkins did a great job as the narrator. I would almost like to hear him reprise it in a version like this, but also Michael Caine. What do you think about Michael Caine? Yes, Michael Caine and the <laughs> Grinch. I can't do a Michael Caine impression. D- do I wish I could? Yes. Can I? No. I think Michael Caine would be great. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I think he would do well. So th- that would be my stipulations. 
After hearing Boris Karloff's voice as the Grinch, do you think there was a little Benedict Cumberbatch thought in his Cumberbatch mind that said, man, Boris Karloff is iconic and great in here. And if I go with a British accent, I will be compared one-to-one with him. So I do have to make it my own. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, it's so far removed. I don't know. I don't know. He definitely shouldn't have affected his voice the way he did. I could just tell you that. (laughs) He should have done something different. Okay, so we're going to sing You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Nate, how are we going to do this? Okay, here's what's going to happen. I have been playing the karaoke song in the background. And what I would like to do is you do the first verse until Greasy Black Peel. And then I will do the next verse. And we'll call it a day. So two two verses. Okay. You get to Greasy Black Peel. Once you get to there, uh, you're good to go. Okay. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black pea. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Can we do one more verse each? Sure. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. But given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. Instrumental. Right. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful spots. Your heart's a dead tomato splot with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and two-stool sandwich with arsenic sauce. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed our Grinchathon, Grinchinity, Grinch Trifecta from Nate and I. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Indeed. Comment what you thought. Which is your favorite Grinch? At Movies on the Side on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook there too, at Movies on the Side. Don't forget you can support the show at patreon.com slash movies on the side. If you haven't yet, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. We actually had one last week, five stars, and uh, we really appreciate that. So thanks for doing that. And as always, there are three words to describe you, and they're as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. That's a good line. <laughs>